Hello everyone and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. Now, I know this episode specifically has been a long time coming. I added this to our Instagram stories a little over a few weeks ago now and I really did want to do this one um a few weeks earlier, but things have been so hectic with first the US Grand Prix and now we have a few exciting things in store for 2024 which I'm really really pumped to talk to you guys about as soon as all of that is finalized but just know that we're going to trying to be at many more races next year and bring you guys more on track content which as you guys know I really love doing so I'm really excited about doing all of that but because of that and all the other amazing in- guest interviews I've been doing with Martha Garcia, Hannah Schmitz and another one coming up next week This series has been a little bit um let's say taken for granted. I have not had the opportunity to record this one episode and today I woke up being like I have to make this one happen right now because this has been a long time coming. The F1 Academy season is over and we already have so many pieces of news that we can talk about. So, let's get into it all today. Now, first of all, If you guys haven't heard, I was at the F1 Academy race in Austin at the USGP a few weeks ago, and I did a whole episode about my experience there which you guys can listen to on the podcast. I think it was a couple of episodes ago, but it was an amazing experience for me. Well, first of all, it was my first um F1 Academy race as media, as a content creator rather, and it was really great to just be in the paddock. and have the opportunity to meet some of the drivers and see all of the work that they're putting in see the teams and really be with them all day every day the paddock is pretty small at F1 Academy so you're honestly just in the catering room with all the teams all the drivers and everyone at all times and i think it really did create this small sense of community almost where you know everybody's there for the same purpose whether you're a family member of a driver or whether you work for F1 Academy or if you're a driver yourself or your media there is this common mission that we were all there to celebrate all of these amazing women who are racing in the series and just trying to create more exposure for all of them as well as the series. So it was a really fantastic time to just be there. I can't believe that the season is already over. We had 7 race weekends this past year for F1 Academy, which means 21 races because each each weekend has 3 races each and we had 15 drivers, 3 drivers from each team, so 5 teams, 3 drivers each. and all of the dreams as you might know if you already been following F1 for a long time is that many of the teams are actually very well reputed prima racing ART Grand Prix Roden Carlin they're all very well known teams and have had a lot of experience in motorsport so it's really great that they have been investing in developing these drivers and helping them be the best version of themselves so they can progress to the next uh step up. So, we actually received a lot of questions from you guys about this one. So, I'm just going to start right ahead with the questions that you guys sent and I think that will ensure that we're covering everything. So, number 1 was a very basic question about how does the F1 Academy 
weekend work? This is a really great question because knowing that we aren't able to, well, we weren't able to see the races until Austin, that it was a little bit difficult to understand the format. So here's the format like in a TLDR version for you guys. So we start on Friday with two practice sessions. Then we head to Saturday with one more practice session and then two qualifying sessions. Qualifying session number one sets the grid for race number one and for race number two, but in the reverse grid. So the top eight from quali one are then reversed for race two. So let's say I finish P8 in the um, quali number one, then I would start as P1 in race number two. So it's kind of a reverse grid format. And then after quali one, we have quali two, which sets the race grid for race number three. Now, this might sound like a lot if you're just used to Formula One, but I will say that when you're developing as a driver, one of the most important things is being able to get more and more track time. And a lot of drivers have talked about how in F1 Academy, you do get a lot of track time. And that is absolutely king in making sure that you are performing to the best of your abilities. Because that is the one thing that other drivers have always complained about, especially female drivers, because everything in motorsport translates from money. And because generally female drivers have a much harder time finding sponsorships and all of that, they will get lesser track time as well. So all of these things with F1 Academy, I think, have been very intentionally planned out for drivers to really be able to get all the resources they need to be able to develop more and more. So that is the race weekend format. All right, question number two. Where can we see the champion of F1 Academy going next? So in case you guys missed it, Marta Garcia is going to be competing in Freca next year, which is the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine. And she is going to be getting a fully funded seat. Her seat is funded by F1 Academy and many of its partners, such as Pirelli. So this is a really great development because this is a common question that I used to get asked a lot. And I have myself asked a lot, like what happens with the champion? With W Series, that was one of the main points of criticism that Jamie Chadwick won three seasons in a row, which is obviously amazing for her. But it did kind of hinder her development because she's racing in the same series again and again, when a junior series is not really meant for you to be racing again and again. And it's the same thing with Formula 2 and Formula 3. If you win the series, you're not allowed to compete again so that you can move on to another series. So I think it's really interesting that F1 Academy chose to focus on that. And it's really, really important, I would say, that they've managed to give Marta Garcia a fully funded seat because there's also a really massive jump from F1 Academy to the next one. Most other championships, they do have a really high barrier of entry when it comes to money. Usually, the fee can go up to a million euros, if not more. And I think with F1 Academy, because it was subsidized to about 150,000 euros, that was a really big looming question to be like, how is F1 Academy going to be helping these women get to the next stage from a money side and funding side? So this was a really um, important development, I would say, in letting people know that F1 Academy is very serious to not only help women race in F1 Academy, but also develop after that. All right, question number three, and this is again a question that I received a lot. 
was how will the F1 teams be involved in the Driver Academy next year. So here is how it goes. All the F1 teams will be sponsoring and helping one driver each develop. So let's say the announcement that we've heard so far is that McLaren will be supporting Bianca Bustamante next year. So this means that Bianca is now automatically in McLaren's Driver Academy and she will be getting access to all of McLaren's resources to develop. So this means that all of McLaren's other junior drivers, whatever support they get already who are going into F1, Bianca Bustamante will have access to those same resources. Now, this is really important because as an F1 team, your your main goal is to help drivers develop for F1, which as we know is often touted as the pinnacle of motorsport. So you're really getting access to the pinnacle of resources as well. So I think that is one of the main things that it will really help A, with the funding aspect as well as the driver development programs. And I think the other thing is that when you're associated with an F1 team, you're obviously going to be getting a lot more exposure. And we can see that with Bianca Bustamante as well. Bianca always had a very strong presence, I would say, in the world of athletes and drivers. But I think working with McLaren has only elevated that. And it really does help put her on the map in a way that was not apparent before. And I think it's going to do the same for other drivers. Now, we haven't heard announcements from other teams yet and who is going to be going where. I have a few predictions up my sleeve. I don't know where it's going to go, but a few that I want to talk about are, number one, I think Abby Pulling is going to stay with Alpine. So Abby Pulling right now already drives in an Alpine livery, so that means she already has an F1 team support. And I think that's where she's going to stay because she's already in the Alpine Driver Academy. For the longest time, I thought that Lena Buller will be with Alfa Romeo because she's already in the Sauber Academy. However, Lena is actually not going to be racing in F1 Academy next year because she's going to be over the age limit, most likely. So the age limit in F1 Academy is 16 to 25 years old. And she's going to be 26 by the time next season rolls around. So I don't think she's going to be able to compete in F1 Academy next year. So it'll be interesting to see where she goes. One that I'm not completely sure about what's going to happen, but I have a fairly confident guess, is I think Aston Martin would probably choose to sponsor either Hamdal Kobesi or Amnal Kobesi. Aston Martin's titled partner, Aramco, is a Middle Eastern company and as we know, Hamda and Amna are both from the UAE. So I can see that they would want to support a Middle Eastern driver. So I'm not 100% sure about this one. This is obviously just, you know, what I'm guessing. I do think Hamda has performed extremely well and so has Amna. So they will both be someone a lot of teams will want to tap into. And I think Aston Martin will definitely be one of them. The next question is something that I can probably keep talking about for hours on end is do you think F1 Academy will be as popular as Formula 2 or Formula 3? This is a interesting question to ask because I think there are so many factors that have gone into the popularity of F2 and F3. The way that I got into F2 was actually F1 TV and the series that they have. So that's how I personally got into watching F2. Now. I will say, as you guys know, I'm also a Drive to Survive convert. So 
I, you know, watching series has always been a way of me to engage with a series or a sport very authentically. But we also know that F1 Academy is going to be having a series being developed by Hello Sunshine. And by the way, the Hello Sunshine crew is in the F1 Academy paddock. And it's funny because... um, because it was such a small paddock, you know, if I was doing a race interview with Martha Garcia, let's say after one of her sessions, Hello Sunshine would kind of come up with their setup as well, which I thought was so interesting and so cool, actually, because they really did want to capture all of the moments. And it was kind of fun to see them at work. So I'm excited to see how that documentary turns out. So I do think that depending on that show's success, as well as... I do want to see more content creators create content about F1 Academy. In the paddock, there were three content creators present, including females in motorsport. Creators who are already trying to create more exposure for F1 Academy. But I really do think it depends on how much interest we see from all these external factors, as well as media. And media is trying I think you know I was kind of bummed that there wasn't more motorsport media in the F1 Academy paddock like I get that well I don't know if I totally get this but I didn't see a lot of media people from F1 come into the paddock in F1 Academy granted they might not have to because they might get interviews in the F1 paddock with the drivers because I believe the drivers would go to the media pen in F1 after each session and they already have a deal with Sky who did some interviews. So, you know, maybe that's the reason why. But I was surprised that they haven't just deployed additional people from their teams to cover F1 Academy because I do think that there is just so much to talk about, especially because it's a new series that I'm surprised there aren't dedicated people for that. So we'll see what next year rolls around. I'm going to try to make my presence um, happen more at F1 Academy races next year. So hopefully I'm able to engage with more media as well and then give you guys an update on how it's going from the media side. But that's my hope basically for next year. What do you think is the most special thing about F1 Academy? Lots of love, Maddie. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for sending this question. I love reading this one. It's firstly just such a positive question to ask. And I think personally, from my perspective, what is really special about F1 Academy is the dedication that F1 Academy has clearly demonstrated that it is absolutely putting its money where its mouth is in developing all the female drivers. I obviously understand that the series will make mistakes. And when the series started, I was very skeptical, especially because the races weren't being broadcast. And, you know, I'm sure there are things that happen in closed rooms that we aren't privy to. You know, there's broadcast deals, there's breach of contracts, there's so many things that people have to think about. So, no no hate there, but it was a little bit like, oh, what's the point of having a series if you don't broadcast it? But now it's going to happen. And I think that just being in the paddock, just being able to meet all of the women who work in F1 Academy, I can tell you very confidently that they really do want to see all the drivers succeed. They really do want to help make the next F1 female driver happen very soon. They really do want to make sure that more women feel like they have the confidence to race in F1 or any other series that they they choose to participate in. And I think that that's what the most special thing is. The the true dedication, the the amount of 
heart that I think Susie Wolf and her entire team is putting in. I don't think I fully understood it or fully appreciated it or acknowledged it rather while before Austin. But I think now I feel like I get it more and more. And I honestly can't wait to see how F1 Academy continues to develop. That question really made me very emotional. (laughs) But I'm going to move on to the next. Going onward from F1 Academy, do the drivers have a chance to end up in Formula 1? Well, I would like to believe so. You know, I really would. I think F1 Academy, like I just said, is really trying to make that happen. I do think it's going to be a while. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's going to happen in the next you know, one year or two years, at least not from F1 Academy. I don't know if the other teams have anything else in the works, but F1 Academy's drivers right now are in F4. So technically, it would be at least next four or five years that we're really going to see someone from F1 Academy be in F1. But I do think that they are doing everything they can. And I think that, you know, the fact that F1 is making it happen with all the teams and all the teams are going to be supporting a driver. I think that is going to be huge because like I was saying, I think funding and sponsorship is such a big challenge, such a big barrier for so many female drivers. So I think with with F1 being involved, there's more exposure, there's more interest, there's more room for other brands coming in, other audiences getting engaged. So I do think that they're on the right path. We'll see how it goes over the course of the next year. I think right now is too soon to say anything because we've only really had one season. But just seeing the progress from race one to race seven and how at least my skepticism has changed and I would like to think even many other people, I do think that we're going to see great things happen from F1 Academy. And the final question is, when will the driver lineup be announced for next year? This question, girl, you and me both. I am dying to see next year's lineup. I do think it's going to be probably a while, maybe a few weeks or so, if not more, just because now we have the involvement from F1 that I'm sure there's a lot more stakeholders in the room. There's many more conversations to be had. So there might be some more time that we have to be have to wait and be patient. But you know what? I do think that when the announcement does happen, we're all going to be very excited to see how it goes. I think we're going to see a few new names come in. Like I was saying, Lena Bulla is not going to be next year, I think. Uh, Martha Garcia is obviously not going to be racing next year as well. So we have a couple of seats empty. So I do think we're going to see some new names, which will be really exciting. And I truly just can't wait to see what happens in 2024. I can't wait to cover the races a lot more. I really hope that I'm going to be in the paddock for you guys and just doing the on-track reporting that I was able to do in Austin. I can't tell you how much I love doing that. And honestly, I will say that you guys have just been so supportive of us in Austin. I think that the content that we produce in Austin was some of the best content that I've ever had the opportunity to lay my hands on. And it was because of you guys just showing all your support with the likes, the comments, the shares, the messages that I feel more and more confident to keep producing amazing content. So thank you all so, so much for doing that. And I really do hope that you guys keep engaging with F1 Academy, keep raising questions, keep uh, sharing your support because we need that. We really do. And let's just make sure that we are doing everything we can to help 
all these fantastic drivers be successful. So thank you guys again for listening to me and my rant today about F1 Academy. I promise I'll be better at doing these solo episodes about um, other topics in motorsport. And of course, if you guys do have any topics that you want to talk about, please do feel free to send me a message on either my personal Instagram or on the Females in Motorsport Instagram. And I'd be happy to do any episodes that you guys like. So thank you guys again. And I'll see you guys again very soon.